the comfort of another son or never 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 here and now here and now hey ladies like i i can probably satisfy you i think you'll be fine <laughs> It's Jack, coming at you live, Valentine's Day 2022, feels good, right? Yeah, I know it does, tickling your ears with our vocal cords, our super rock hard vocal cords, getting horny, right? Yeah, I know you are, ready for some movie mugging to slide on in. Your ears. Take it, Jack. Yeah. Take it, Jack. I got nothing. Just, just sing something straight from your heart. Straight from my heart. Straight from your heart. All right. Buckle up, motherfuckers, you're in my house now. Your boy Jack is popping off like blah, blah, blah. Ice gun 6-1, a fucking barrel of fun. You fucking look at me wrong, I'm fucking spraying you done. I bring the pain, I make it rain, I got a heavy gold chain. You keep on talking that shit, and I'll put two in your brain. Mad cloud, I'm balling out like a heavyweight bout. Yeah, I'm that crazy motherfucker your daddy warned you about. Jack out. You believe that was a year ago that we uh, recorded that wonderful thing? The Ugly Truth? The ug- <laughs> No, I'm just talking about uh, that Uh-oh. awesome song where you just came in and freestyled and just... What, I just took my headphones out and Why did you over? take your headphones out? Why I, can't you listen cringe. to that? It's cringe. I don't want to listen to it. What's that cringe, man? It's fucking awesome. I don't want to listen to it. That's... I just don't want to listen to it. Hey, you did listen to the first part. Um, I bet you didn't notice how I seamlessly changed it from 2021 to 2022. Very seamless. Yeah, yeah. thought about that last year after we recorded. I was like, hmm, next year. That's going to be tricky, but my editing skills. Killer. I killed it. I killed it. Well, here we are, another Valentine's Day. I think this releases on the 13th, so you may have to uh, pause right here because I want you to listen to this with your honey when you're out on a Valentine's Day date. Well, maybe. Or while you're... Maybe someone would make that a date. They'd go get ice cream and sit in their Jeep with the top down, looking at the stars, listening to us yeah. talk about, like, rectal bleeding and things like that. Just hop in the back seat when it really starts uh, making them feel it in their nether regions, mm-hmm. and then just go to town to the sultry tones of uh, Vince and Jack. Yeah. That's right. Put that hand down those pants. What do you feel? Jerk that cock for us. <laughs> That's like one of the worst sentences. It is gross. I hate cock. I hate that word. I only ever use it for the gross factor. Like jerk that cock is so much worse than jerk that dick or something like that. You've seen, uh, God, I can't remember what movie it is. It's got Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston and they go to this like, uh, I don't know, free love kind of society because they basically get kicked out of their house. And, and Paul Rudd just, you, you can you can have sex with other people. And Paul Rudd wants to have sex with another person, but he's not sure what to say. And so he's looking at himself in the mirror and it's just this wonderful monologue of him saying like, you want that dick? It's just that, <laughs> I want to squeeze your You can't even do it. But look it up, man. You fucked that up so bad. Well, I'm not good at it, but look it up, man. It it is so fucking great. You're going to take that dick? 
Yeah. So great. I cannot remember the movie. The movie's not that good, but it's worth watching just for that. And then he actually gets with the girl, and he just does not know how to talk to her either. He's just saying just horrible things to her, and she's just killing the mood. She's she's ready. If he just shut his mouth, it would be a, a done deal. But he just can't. He just can't. All right. Well, as well as this being the Valentine's Day episode, it is also episode number 147. We are just three away, Jack, if you can do math, from 150. Halfway to another award show. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. <laughs> you don't seem like you're having much fun today, Jack. <laughs> Trying to. Trying to? All right, well, um, maybe you're just tired from uh, decorating the uh, the lobby with uh, Valentine's Day decorations and uh, cutting out all those hearts and those little... those. I don't know how you do it, where you just... Cut and cut and cut, and then it just strings these uh, boy and girl next to each other across the the wall and ceilings. And I learned that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. You did a really really good job. It's uh, I don't know. I just feel this overwhelming sense of love. Do you like the pink shag carpet I had installed across I, the entire marble floor? I do. I do. It's really really nice. Uh, what was our budget for that? Nine. Okay. All right. Nine. Nine. Well, it does look beautiful. So what do you say we step on into it and do a special Valentine's Day lobby time? Sure. Well, good, because it's lobby time with Vince and Jack. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Valentine's Day Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a place where we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. All right, some of you may notice that we are releasing our episode earlier than usual on Sunday, 2 o'clock instead of 7 o'clock, so you do not have to wait for it anymore. Yeah. Jack wanted us to do it because he felt like it would give families something to listen to right after they got out of church and uh, went to a restaurant and were rude to their waitresses and waiters, and then they could get in the car and listen to us on the way home. If you do that, fuck you, don't listen to us. You know, that that's the thing. I think that's one of those, and, and of course not everybody does it, but a, a lot of waiters and waitresses will, will tell you that the after-church crowd is not their favorite. Well, I mean, and the stereotype about Fucking like churchgoers is not good. Just isn't anymore. Used to be. It's definitely changed. It's definitely yeah. changed. So I, I saw this awesome thing the other day. You know, right right now the the world's gone fucking crazy, Jack. It's just fucking gone crazy. I right now the big deal is banning and burning books. For some reason, fucking some parents have just gone crazy and they're demanding that libraries toss these books out and churches, some churches, crazy churches. Or even having like fires where they're throwing in Harry Potter. Just and... start burning people instead. <laughs> Just tie them up on something and burn them. I feel like that's coming because what, I'd uh, rather that than books. Books didn't do anything wrong. I know banning, people did everything wrong. Banning and burning books—that's shit they did. Like in the, I feel like the the conservative the Christians, Nazis evangelicals, did that. yeah, and like the idiots back in like the 1950s or something like that went on those kind of crusades. Yeah, but like there was a whole like the Night of Glass or whatever where the Nazis broke in and took everyone's books and burned them. Yeah, Kristallnacht. Yeah. Fucking, we don't need Nazis. We got Nazis now. I know we got, we've had Nazis. A lot of the parents nowadays are like fucking Nazis. Just I am pass as a Nazi. Well, you could. I just have blue you're... eyes and my hair's not blonde. Yeah. I'm well, white and I have a buzz cut. Yeah. I mean, I guess you what could. What more do you need? I guess you could technically pass as a Nazi, but lots of people have haircuts like yours that aren't Nazis. Well, Ewan McGregor, yeah. Jack Johnson. 
And the list goes on and on. There's such a good video of a neo-Nazi getting like knocked the fuck out by a guy just on the street. It was so funny. You know, you should be able to just do that. If there's a Nazi walking down the street, you should just be able to blindside punch the shit out of him. But happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Go knock out a Nazi for me. Yeah. All right, so we talked about getting in the back seat with your loved one while you're while you're listening to this uh, episode on Valentine's Day when you you drive down Lover's Lane and and park up at the point that looks over the Makeout Hill. Yeah, and there's cars next to you, right next to you, and their windows are fogged up, so you can't really see what's going on and stuff like that. But in their last episode, film stripping somehow got to the bases, like what's first base, what's second base, what's third base. And what's a home run as far as, you know, getting some? Have you ever heard that? Oh, I got the first base. Yeah. All right. So I just kind of wanted to to hear from you what you consider to be first base and then all the way to home run. I think first base is like kissing an over-the-bra feel up. Okay. Second base is probably just you're both naked. I don't know. It's all about what you're doing to the lady from what I've gathered of all movies. You know, well, you don't think like, ladies have bases well, too? Well, but like getting a hand job to me is not a base. It's like, oh, they're they're kissing and feeling the boob. That's first. Second is like naked doing the same shit. I guess I don't know. Third is probably like touch the vagina, <laughs> and home is you bang. Okay, okay. So just to recap, first base is kissing with a titty feel. But I think over the bra. Okay. Second, second base, base is your I don't both know naked. What is second base? I figure like what's the most if it's over the bra in the first, then it's no bra in the second is my natural progression of things. Okay. Third base, some sort of vagina stuff. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But you're not fucking, but it involves a vagina. Yeah. yeah. So then home run, yeah, you fuck. Okay. I yeah. feel like that's right. Okay. Does that sound right to you? Okay. Well, oh, do you know the actual definition? Well, no, I think it's all subjective, but so, mine too. would be first base is definitely kissing. Um, you know, a lot of kissing. That's first base. That would make more sense than the over the bra thing. Second base, you're uh you're feeling some boob and uh she might reach down and and feel your junk. Okay? Over the pants? Yeah, well, yeah, over the pants. Okay. Over the pants. So there's some there's some uh, naughty parts being being felt. Okay. And some really, just really hard kissing. And, that makes sense. And, and maybe just kind of just kind of pushing your stuff against hers a little bit, you know? And <laughs> why you got that, that face? Gross. <laughs> that was gross. I mean, gross. maybe getting into some kind of not dry hump situation, but definitely some uh, some laying down, rub, grinding, rub, rub. rubbing type, type things. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then third base, it's... Uh, it's some finger banging and I uh, it is some uh, some pulling on your uh, tool. Okay, and then uh, you know maybe even to completion. And then of course you got uh, you got intercourse. Um, Home run. What do you think a BJ would be in there? Where's the shortstop play? In between second and third. I uh, say in between third and home. All right. If someone plays there, it'd be that guy. I, th- I think it's going to be one of those things where. You're trying to get an inside the park home run, and uh, so you're running, and, and the third base coach is is doing the sign to come home, run home, and so you run all the way past third base, and before you get home, maybe you're getting that blowy. But also, like, wouldn't that be like third base anyway? If you're finger banging and she, you're, she's like touching your rod, <laughs> finger banging is like 
a blowjob, yeah. You can compare those things because they're they're not the real deal. They're like the simulated kind of thing. I think the opposite of a blowjob is eating pussy, though. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. So I, I think both oral hand job and finger banging. So that those are finger bang is like, no. I feel like a finger bang has to be a lot more pleasurable than a hand job, because like that's the closest thing to sex. I mean, I've never been finger banged, so I, I don't really know. But I've gotten plenty of hand jobs, and uh, I've never been displeased. No, with the hand job. no, never. Like getting your first hand job from from your lady friend, and uh, you know, and getting some fingering action. Well, her getting some fingering action. That's you know, that's a uh, that's a good time. Well, yeah. You want to you hear uh, film strippings? Yeah. Okay. So what's first base? Okay, is first, first base, base is, kissing? Yes. Okay. Okay, I think so. I think first base is kissing. I think second base is hands-on genitalia. No, think, there's no way. Yes. There, I think no, third second ba- base has to be like hand-on boob or it, it, second base has to be like hand-on boob. No. Or hand-on butt. I think second base is hand on genitalia. There's third no third base way. is mouth on third, genitalia. No, what? And and home run is intercourse. I feel like I feel like okay. First base absolutely kissing. Yeah, I'm there with you. Okay. Yeah. Home run absolutely intercourse. Okay. Right. Yes. But I don't. Th- I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say genitalia is not involved until at least third base. Disagree. I feel like first base kissing, second base like boob and butt touching. Let's so like just if say, I touch your butt, that's second base. Well, oh, well, what's what's further along the base path? Heavy petting or kissing? Heavy petting. Okay, so it would be kissing, then like feeling up. But isn't that genitalia? But it could be like over clothes. Sure. Yeah. Over clothes, like feeling up, right? Okay. Okay. Then, so, then okay. third base is like skin Under to skin clothes. contact okay. with your naughty bits. Okay. Right? Naughty bits. Or at least just maybe even just seeing a boob. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's leave him out of this. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. And then a home run is definitely sex, right? Okay, so first base kissing, second yeah. base over the clothes, third base under the clothes, fourth base penetration. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. Okay. All right. Great. Yeah, I think we got to third base on the on the. I think. Wait, we let's went- let's just let's just not. Let's just not. People listening don't want to hear this. <laughs> I wanted to hear it. Uh. What date was that? What number date? And they had a home run. What like ten months ago? Nine months ago? Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. <laughs> I mean, I felt like she immediately went to like the adult version, like the very concise, very accurate seeming. Like she had like graphed this out before, <laughs> and his was like when you're like just now a teenager and thinking about it, you know, like idolizing. He said seeing a boob, maybe <laughs> like yeah. that's like a 14 year old. That was a good day. Yeah, that, that's like a 14-year-old's chart of this. But in the reality chart, I feel like, would be something more like what she's saying. Yeah, taking a bra off for the first time and seeing a boob. That's like third base. That was, <laughs> was fucking awesome. <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, she went to genitals on second base. 
Yeah. That's and it's funny. She said intercourse the first time. But she, she went, said penetration the second time. <laughs> that word. But she went to Catholic school, you know, uh-huh. where penetration is uh encouraged, I believe, mm-hmm. by uh some of the higher ups. By a lot of priests, every <laughs> stinking priest. Oh man. And and they and Baby one breakers. of them used the word heavy petting. Like I, I that went back to like the fifties, heavy petting, but that just that doesn't I, I think of somebody just petting a dog too hard, right? <laughs> because you're, if you're petting, you're not really doing it right, are you? Well, I think it's not like actually like a petting. Well, I think it, it's like just a, a general term for touching. But a boob comes out and you're just kind of petting it nice and softly like you would the top of a, a kitty cat's I, head. I don't necessarily like heavy petting, like the phrase. Uh-huh. But what else are you going to call it that's quick and concise? Uh-huh. and yeah, perfect to get the point across. I think it would also be like a decent band name, Jack and the Heavy Petters. Yep, I like it. I like it too. What kind of genre of music would that be? I don't know, but if I was in the band, I'd want it to be like punk. But with that name, I feel like you have to be some kind of like gag act. No pun intended. <laughs> you should know by now if you listen to us, but uh, we opened up a merch store that has some movie mugging uh, stuff in it. I'm going to make... A Jack and the Heavy Petters concert shirt. That would be awesome. It's With the tour dates and everything. Maybe, maybe. If you can. Uh-huh. That would be awesome. <laughs> right? Jack and the Heavy Petters. I like that band name. I a do lot. too, man. I knew it had quality, like band name quality. We're coming soon to a movie mug and merch store near you. Jack and the Heavy Petters concert shirt. You're welcome. Yeah, we'll let you know when it comes out. All right, and lastly, a little breaking news with Jack. This just in, um, I think like a few weeks ago, but uh, an Instagram model is accusing Drake of getting a little too spicy during a recent romantic uh. encounter, which allegedly took place at the Rapper's Hotel a few weeks ago. The model claims that the self-proclaimed certified lover boy added a packet of hot sauce to a used condom in order to kill his sperm after the two had sex. After he disposed of the condom, she took it out of the trash and attempted to impregnate herself inside the bathroom not realizing what it contained. Well, yeah, you get what you fucking deserve, you right? cunt. No doubt. Fuck off. Right? What a bitch. He just needs to get his nuts snipped so he can fuck anyone he wants and not have to worry about it, you know? He probably wants kids. He may have kids. Who knows? Uh, he does have a kid, I think. I mean, smart on him, though. But I mean, like, what hot sauce? Like, does Taco Bell Mild do the trick or what? I doubt he's using Taco Bell hot sauce. Like, I would much rather just start bringing Ziplocs and putting my condom in the Ziploc and putting it in my pocket. If it bursts in my pocket, (sighs) oh well, I don't have fucking kids with this crazy bitch now. But some ladies, especially people like that who just want to, like... Fuck? Well, get pregnant and then get money for the rest of their life and, and do nothing other than have Drake's baby... Those people, if they knew that you just had that condom in a Ziploc bag, they're slipping something in your drink later where you're going to sleep, or if you decide to stay the night. I'm going to fuck, and then, like, before she's out of the bathroom, I'm already gone. Nut and go. Yeah, and I'm taking my sperm with me. (laughs) What are you going to do with it? Throw it away at my house. And then your house cleaners come in, and then they sell that jizz on uh, the dark wet. (laughs) I will personally... Turn the condom inside out over my mouth. And? Gulp down my children. I don't know what you want from me. 
I'm, oh, you're, I'm going to bury it in the garden. Well, the neighbor's dog is going to come by. And, I'm just oh. saying I think there's better ways than holding it above your mouth it was a, like you're about it was to eat a some joke. grapes. You backed and, me in a corner <laughs> and forced me to eat my own cum. But my you, own dad did that. You just went me. there really, really fast. I think, just think there's a lot of different ways. I would have a blowtorch. Yeah. And I would go outside and put it on like some rocks because I'm rich. Rich people have rocks in their backyard. We got rocks in our backyard. <laughs> but they're shitty rocks. <laughs> They really are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're one to be rich people, I guess. That's or, is that how you know you've made it when you have bourbon ni- white people? <laughs> you have nice rocks in your backyard. You're yeah. And like, we did it. White picket <laughs> yeah. fence. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely just blowtorch it. Okay. I would just have this weird rock with all these stains on it. All right. So we can all agree that uh she's a bitch and I hope she felt some very uh severe discomfort. Yeah, definitely some tingling, maybe a little numbness. Mm-hmm. Do you think she poured milk in there? That'd be a bad idea, wouldn't it? I have no idea. Like, how? what is a yeast infection, and how do you get it? I feel like pouring milk inside would probably be one way. I think people get yeast infections for other reasons other than pouring dairy products in the badge. <laughs> well, yeah, but I just, I don't know if it feels right. feels like that would give you a yeast infection. Maybe. <laughs> Isn't it, like, itchy? I think yeast infections are itchy, and I think sometimes there's a... Uh, there can be um, some mucusy stuff, possibly. I always thought of it as like a itchy, like crust kind of thing. Maybe, maybe it's not something that I want to. Mucusy. I don't want to delve. That would mean into discharge. That. There's no way yeast infection gives you discharge. Well, how do you know? Because I feel like a yeast infection isn't that high up on the list of STDs. It, I don't think it, it's not an STD. Men can get yeast infections well, too. Yeah, but like, oh yeah, that's true. Do privates do weird things? But like, whenever I think of discharge, I think of like gonorrhea. Well, uh, like in, in middle school, that was like always the holy grail of STDs. Anyone knew that was like the worst one. I don't even know what is the worst one. I'm pretty sure they're all quite horrible. I, I do know one thing, and that is we are not setting the scene for beautiful love in the back seat <laughs> of a jeep right now. I'm, we need to make an STD like advent calendar. You can only get the chocolate if you've gotten the, the STD. <laughs> and that was Breaking News with Jack. As some of you remember, and if you don't, you can go back to last year's Valentine's Day special. We did a romantic comedy, and it's the first romantic comedy that, that Jack had ever seen that, that we know of. So we're going to keep that tradition going and have another romantic comedy today. We weren't sure how Jack was going to feel about romantic comedies, but it turns out that Jack has a soft spot in his heart after all. Mm-hmm. And uh, go back and listen to it. It's The Ugly Truth. It was uh, one, of my f- one of my favorite episodes because Jack did not want to like it, and he just got sucked in just like a uh, 42-year-old housewife. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it was wonderful, him talking about how much he hated it, but then you can hear him actually making a U-turn <laughs> as he speaks. Because this is a good movie. <laughs> it was such a bad movie. Yeah. It was so corny, uh-huh. so basic, and just not good. There, Nothing stood out about it, but I loved it for no reason, practically. All right, so why don't we go ahead and leave this uh, beautifully decorated um, Valentine's Day lobby and uh, head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. 
All right. I don't remember who picked this movie because I didn't uh, keep the emails of who submitted. But last year, we had a lot of people submit movies. This is one of them. If it's you, congratulations. We picked your movie. You win. All right. This movie came out in 1999. It is one hour and 37 minutes. It's rated PG-13. 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, and 92% of Google users like this movie. All right. Let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. A teenager is seen drawing boobs on a lunch tray. A girl vomits. And they warn you about some of the words that are used in this. Uh, Shit is used several times, but also the words bitch, virgin, balls, whore, and pissing. Why is virgin even on there? Uh, Because this is the Mormon mothers. Well, then like to them, virgin is probably like the most beautiful thing in the world. You're right. All right. This movie is called 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay, I I know that's um, Heath Ledger and that one lady. All right, so you ready for another romantic comedy? Sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 1999's 10 Things I Hate About You. Yep. Starring. Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Julia Stiles. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, mm-hmm. principal from Max Keeble. Yep. Anyone else of note? Um, the, you may not know her. They got all their popularity from this movie. That's Letters to Cleo, and they did not get all their popularity from this movie. They they had a song. Oh my gosh, it was um, Sim Sim and I'm a Sunday morning. Got my tea, my turn, and I'm turning. I think that was in this movie. I just want to think about never enter, enter, never, 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 Yeah, and then the the chorus was something like the comfort of another son, never, 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 um, Gabrielle Union was in this also. Have you ever heard her name? No. Yeah. Um, she, I think she's married to Dwayne Wade. Now, do you know who Dwayne Wade is? Yeah, basketball player. Okay. Yeah. But who was she in the movie? She was uh, Bianca's friend, the one who ended up with uh, Joey. Oh. Is that the Joey Badass that you listen to all the time? Is no. that him? I don't even listen to Joey Badass. You were listening to Joey Badass in the car today. Yeah, because it's a. I, whenever I am in the car with you... And I'm DJ. I try to play things that are either more neutral or something I know you like. And I figured Joy Badass, that's just like regular rap, you know? I feel like that's a really stupid name, though. Yeah, it is stupid, but he was, I'm pretty sure he was pretty young when he made it. Yeah, I think it's like one of those things like you like you buy a yellow Corvette because you think it looks cool. And then after a while, you're like, why the fuck yeah. did I get yellow? <laughs> He's 27. Uh-oh. He could oh, join man. the club real soon. I thought he was young, like uh, just a little bit older than me. Yeah, four years, he could join the 31 club. <laughs> well, that would be so awesome. All right, so let me give this uh, romantic comedy the 50-cent tour. It's a familiar story. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a love story that something happens and things go wrong, but then they patch it up in the end. Mm-hmm. In this case, I mean, there's, a, there's like a lot of layers to it. It's not that bad. All right, dude, dude gets paid to take out a girl. The Let only... me do it. Okay, please. Okay, two sisters, Bianca and Kat. Their dad's crazy, and... Their dad's he, awesome. Yeah, he is awesome. He makes this rule. If Kat doesn't have a date, 
and then uh, Bianca can't go out. And Bianca desperately wants to go out. Kat does not. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he loves Bianca at first sight. And once he f- gets wind of that rule their dad made, he's like, I got to find someone to date Kat so then I can date her. So they set up this whole system. And there's like this rich guy they add into it, Joey. And um, they get Joey to pay Heath Ledger to go out with Kat in the hopes that uh, then Joseph Gordon-Levitt can score with her little sister, Bianca. But then there's this whole thing with Joey wants to fuck Bianca, and Bianca's popular, so she's like, oh, the hot guy, better go with him. Nah, she falls in love with Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the end. Um, Kat does find out that Heath Ledger was being paid, but of course they, they both really love each other, so it goes good. Wow. I told you it wasn't hard. That is the best 50-cent tour that has ever been done on Movie Mother. <laughs> I mean, it was easy. You just went into that, like, idiot savant mode. <laughs> I didn't explain it to anybody. You, you remember on, on uh, Old School when they had to do that, um, they had to do, like, the uh, little Olympics or whatever to become a fraternity? Like, yeah, yeah. The, the guy had to do that flip through the they air and to, stuff. and Like, but, drop the... The rock and hang to their dick. No, no, that one fell down the manhole. No, that was the initiation when they <laughs> and they actually had to take a test at the end to be like part of the university. Remember, Vince Vaughn was on the rings and he had a cigarette in his mouth, the gymnastic no. rings, and Will Ferrell did that little thing where he was he was spinning <laughs> the little ribbon in the air. <laughs> I, I don't remember okay. that at well, all. Well, there was another part where they had to go do a decathlon, which is like answering these oh. these questions, and there was some question about like the Mexican economy or something, and Will Ferrell just blacked out and just started just saying all these truths about it, and <laughs> and in the end he was like, well, "What happened?" And then they asked the other team for a rebuttal and they're like there's what he said is perfect (laughs) i don't i don't remember that either that's what you just did vaguely remember that that's what you just did did you just black out after you No. that was really i'm really really proud of you that was concise i got literally everything that mattered remember when we first started doing this and we like kind of went back and forth you would do like a 50 cent tour and i would and you would just mine were just fucked it was bad (laughs) and so i took it over i'm about ready to uh hand it back over to you based on that I, I can be good at it, but yeah. I can also be pretty bad It'll at it. It'll be a short leash, but <laughs> that was fantastic. I, yeah, that was that was very good. All right, let's see what the internet has to say anyway. Kent Stratford, played by Julia Stiles of Jason Bourne fame, mm-hmm. is beautiful, smart, and quite abrasive to most of her fellow teens, meaning that she doesn't attract many boys. Unfortunately for her younger sister, Bianca, house rules say that she can't date until Kat has a boyfriend. So strings are pulled to set the dour damsel up for romance. Soon, Kat crosses paths with the handsome new arrival, Patrick Verona, played by Heath Ledger. Will Kat let her guard down to fall for the effortlessly charming Patrick? Yes, she will. Yeah. So I've seen this movie multiple times, and I'd kind of forgotten. The soundtrack was hit or miss, but it started with the bare-naked ladies. It's been three days since you looked at me. I fucking hate that song. (laughs) I... That was one of those songs that came out in the 90s, just like that Chumbawamba, that tub-thumping song. I'd get knocked down, but but I'd get get up up again. again. (laughs) Those two kind of went hand in hand. I like that song. I like It's never going to be on my playlist. Don't get me wrong. I think we've talked about this before. But I think it's a funny song, so it could definitely get played with me and my friends. And if it's at the start of a 90s, like, American Pie-esque movie, I am not going to be mad. I'm going to be delighted. Well, listen to that um, one-week song by Bare Naked Ladies. (laughs) Bare what? 
have another flavor. It's, I, I don't know what Why it was about the, the 90s songs. You've done a cover of Scatman is the feature. I guess that was popular back then. I don't, it, it, he's a real fast singer, just like Letters to Cleo and the Here and Now. But I hate that fucking song. So when it first came on, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I like the soundtrack. Yeah. But then again, I can't tell you any of the songs that play in the movie. And you can name every song that got played in the movie. Well, a lot of them were covers. Well, yeah, but... Like, they had uh, Cruel to be Kind. Cruel to be Kind. Yeah, in I remember it. Measure. That was a great song. I think it was by uh, the Greg Ken Band, if I remember. Maybe not. Now I gotta look it up. But I was just saying, like, out of any movie, I can never remember songs. I'm so bad at, like, I absorb it in the moment and then let it go when the next scene starts. No, Cruel to be Kind was by Nick Lowe. Greg Ken Band. I don't remember what they did. Oh, they did. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. <laughs> oh, I'm sure everyone knows exactly what song you're talking That's about. That's actually the sound he makes. Well, what's the other parts? Shiv it up and even And the radio plays that old forgotten song. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. <laughs> I feel like I've heard it. They I'm... don't ride like that anymore. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it's a good song, man. I, I love that song growing up. So this movie, it makes me horribly sad that we lost the great Heath Ledger. Yeah. He is so fun to watch, and he's got to have the Guinness Book of World Records for the best smile ever in the history of ever. You didn't like it? It took me a second to get used to it. Really? I've only ever seen him as Joker. Okay. He's got a big old smile on his face. Yeah. He's got a big mouth. Mm -hmm. And whenever he smiles, there's these big empty corners past his teeth on both sides. And I just kept seeing the Joker every time. At the oh, start. okay. That's So I was like, that's weird. I've never seen someone with the mouth like his. <laughs> <laughs> and he's no Steven Tyler. Well, gosh, no. Steven Tyler's got a really big mouth. Yeah. Steven Tyler looks like he should have a, a fish hook in it. You should be <laughs> reeling him in. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, I, I guess coming from the only time you've seen him Joker to seeing him in a normal role, that does have to be a little bit strange. It was definitely weird. I and mean, I've always heard that he's a legend, but I'd only seen him in Dark Knight. Well, some say he's a ledger. Uh, rather than a legend, but, uh, you know, uh, some say legend. Mm. Are you just going to ride that until it fucking disintegrates, turns fully to ash? I think I did. It's been burning, <laughs> and it was crashing. Uh, but carry on. <laughs> I'd like to hear more from you. No. <laughs> I'm just saying that, that some call Heath a ledger. <sighs> so, I stand by that. Okay. Loosely. You're a fucking idiot. I'm a dad, you know? People expect that sometimes. You got to give how the does, people what they want. How does <laughs> how does making a mistake make you have horrible jokes? What do you mean making a mistake? You? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh. you have a kid. How does your how do your jokes just turn dog shit? I say them for the cringe factor and the cringe factor alone. But where do you draw the line? I don't. Like there is no line. No, no, hear me out. There is a line. It's a gray area. There's dad jokes and there's bad jokes. Where where is that line? It's not definite, but like pop? That's a pop joke. A pop joke is different from a dad joke. 
But he, I think only pops can the, tell pop jokes. Uh, the Attila the Hun joke. Yeah, well, that, what, that's not even like a joke. Go ahead like, and tell the go ahead and tell the joke. I think I've said it before, but this is uh, a pop joke. What is Attila the Hun's wife's name? Attila the Honey. <laughs> that one lets the air out of your tires type <laughs> type thing. It makes you want to do like in the Eminem song. Says, do you want to see me stick nine inch nails through each one of my eyelids? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After hearing that one, I've heard it multiple times too. It's not like he said it once when I was a kid and it was over. And it's not like he, <laughs> he forgot like five years uh, down the line. And it's not like that's ever gotten so many laughs. He's like, man, I got to do this again, you he know? Just, he gets such a big grin on his face. He really face. does. <laughs> Every time he tells one of his fucking terrible jokes, <laughs> like ear to ear, like boyish grin. I, I just don't get what the satisfaction is from it. I remember he told a dirty joke one time, and I think we were like, what? Yeah. It was, a, oh, it was like about these two dudes on the end of the Golden Gate Bridge or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, we're peeing, and one of them was like, yeah, this water's cold. I missed definitely like five lines in there, mm-hmm. but the joke, yeah, he had a massive penis. And we were like, what the fuck? Well, and the other one said, yeah, it's deep, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that one was good. I laughed at that. And that was dirty for Pop. Part from the shock of him saying anything like that, and part from his just, just pretty good joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> you didn't expect either. No. You don't expect a good joke from Pop, and you certainly don't expect it to have a little edge to it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You should throw a Catholic priest joke at him sometime and just see how he reacts to that. I don't... I mean, he's not Catholic, but I don't know that he'd appreciate... He would not appreciate it. <laughs> I could say those around my parents, but not Pop. Well, yeah, because Grammy would just, like, awkwardly laugh because other people are laughing, <laughs> and Grandpa would probably have a heart attack. <laughs> he'd probably think it's super funny. Catholic priest jokes will never not be funny. That is very true. Unless you're probably a Catholic priest, and you probably get really tired <laughs> of hearing them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do not molest children! Anymore! Stop it. <laughs> I haven't done that in a long damn time. <laughs> He's way past the age of consent now. <laughs> Man. All right, let's get back to the movie. We did watch a movie. It was a romantic comedy. Another yes. another romantic comedy for Jack. I like romantic comedies. Jack likes I don't romantic. know what it is. They're good. They are good. Sometimes they're a little... I mean, look, let's Ugly be real. The truth was a little you, whatever you're about to but say. But you're never at the end of a romantic comedy going to say, oh, I can't believe that happened. Right? Yeah, the, they're easy to route. Yeah, because <laughs> right at the first when... They paid Heath Ledger to go out with Julia Stiles. You were like, oh, fuck, man, not this. Yeah. I know what's coming. I've seen I've seen this exact, like, love story before somewhere. Well, it's loosely based on Taming the Shrew, which is a Shakespeare novel. And the only reason oh, I know that is because at the end, when I, when I took a look at that fucking high school that looks like a fucking castle from the 1600s in England. It looked awesome. I was like, what is this place, really? It was originally built as a hotel, but they they ran out of funds, so it's a real fucking high school. Wow. This, this movie is based on Shakespeare, and a lot of romantic comedies kind of follow along the lines of some Shakespearean things, and... I mean, it's it's a formula that's been done she over and over and over. Him thine currency to date her dearest sistereth. Like, I don't know how people, maybe I'm just stupid. I, I'm going to say that only so that people who hear this and get offended 
have evidence that I said maybe I'm stupid. You're going to give a shit that somebody might be offended? Well, when, when have you ever I, prefaced anything well, you've I said wanted to make with them, that? I wanted to put a little cushion where they're sitting before I slap them in the face with how much I hate Shakespeare okay. and can't understand how people actually read it. So I gave them a little, you know, a little nibble. Oh, he's stupid. He said it himself. Fuck Shakespeare. That shit is hard to read. It is. And it's not good. Like, I, had, I fucking... Hamlet? That was so boring. Like, I, I skimmed through it super hard and then just tried to answer the questions decently, but it's just... It's boring. And Romeo and, jo- Romeo and Juliet definitely would have been a cool story to read had I been alive back then and, like, it f- just first came out. I would have been like, damn, that's some good shit. <laughs> but it's... I mean, I so still think out. it's a it's a good story, but it would be better had it not have been in if oldish English if and they're fake words. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> words I, I that agree. Have evolved into different things now. I, I don't understand why they push that. Was he a great writer? Yeah, he probably was a great writer. He came up with great stories, but come on, let, let's let's. I mean, I'm, you modernize it. I'm yeah yeah modernize Inflation. it. I was yeah when I knew that. My seventh grade year, whatever year, I was going to have to read Romeo and Juliet. First of all, I thought that's that's girl shit. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't. That's a fucking love story. I'm not interested in reading a love story. Give me something with a war in it or some fighting or something. You you want still want to be tying firecrackers to rats and stuff? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, future <laughs> future serial killer shit. Yeah, kids in the seven boys, I should say, in the seventies and eighties, <laughs> what they do for entertainment. But I, I had no interest in Romeo and Juliet, and then when I finally had to read it, and I turned to the first page, and it's that old English shit. I'm like, Are you got to be fucking kidding me! <laughs> now you got. I can't read, read this fucking first grade level. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to read this paragraph ten times to fucking decipher what it meant. Modernize that shit. We don't need exposure to that. We're never, ever, ever gonna look at shit like that again, or read shit like that again, or talk like that again. The only old English I want to see is fucking Thug Life across Tupac's <laughs> stomach, right? That's the only time. What? What with the font? Yeah, that's yeah. the only old yeah. English I want to see. I don't know that that's the old English font, but I think it's probably I, close. I think it is. I guess yeah, with that big like weird T. Yeah, with the thick line and the thin one. So I also looked up how Heath Ledger died. It was a uh, sleeping pill accident, right? Well, it was uh, an accident, but it, it wasn't just sleeping pills. When they finally did the autopsy, they found. Oxycodone, hydrocodone, diazepam, tamazepam, alprazolam, and doxylamine. So there are some sleeping pills in there. There's some uh, anti-anxiety, but we all know what oxy and hydro are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he had quite the cocktail of uh, of different drugs in there. How, how did they rule it an accident? You they, don't know if it's an accident or on purpose when it's pill-taking. And if they're dead, you can't well, exactly ask them, hey, did you mean to do that? No, because because I think it it was the combination. Like, the doses he took weren't enough to kill him alone. It was Damn. the combination of several of them together that affected his um, breathing. And basically, he just went to sleep and just never woke up. You know, you get one shot at life. And somebody whose star is shining that bright and is just taken at such an early age, it's just... It's just sad, man. How old was he? He was 28. Damn, one year off. Yeah. So three years off. <laughs> 31 I, Club's pretty cool. I, it, it's just sad. It's just really, really sad. And, yeah. and just seeing him on screen and just knowing that, what, 10 short years after that, he's, he's just gone. It just, it just sucks. 
It just sucks. And it's even worse because I probably didn't even know who he was till he was dead. Yeah. Because Dark Knight was the first thing I saw from him. He died. I think he did one other movie after that. Yeah, so it's like I didn't even know who he was. And I hate when I get into like a band or I really like an actor and they're already dead because then it's like I have finite resources. Like I can't Mm -hmm. keep seeing more and more new stuff from them. Like Sublime, I love that band. Yeah. I'll never hear anything by them again. And they, how dare they add Rome? Like, one, he's garbage. Two, the band is over. You're one guy. You're shining star. Yeah. He fizzled out. He's dead. You don't continue. That's fucked up, in my opinion. Like, come on. If I was in a band and just with my friends, because I'm sure they were great friends, being on the road all the time and making these songs and hanging out and tweaking together, like... What more can you ask from a fucking friend? That's why I need friends. If my fucking, like, one of my best friends died and we were in a band together, and I'm probably going to die too afterward just from the sorrow, I won't be able to climb out of the ditch. So of course I'm not going to fucking continue, especially with some sad fucking excuse for a lead singer. Well, okay. He was 28 also, by the way, Bradley Knoll. Dang, 28 Uh, Club. Yeah, there's going to be a 28 Club. But, but think of it like this, too. You're, you're in a band, and you got something great going, but your lead singer is a heroin addict, and you're pissed off that they won't get off drugs, right? You just see that they're going downhill and downhill, and if, if he goes, your livelihood is over. So you can look yeah. at it like that, too, to where you come to that, that realization that, you know, I still want to be a musician. I'm still in Sublime. I still want to keep this thing going. I need to pay my bills. I, I, I get it. I, I, I totally get it. Not everybody can be fucking Dave Grohl and That's you know play anything he wants. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I, it's just a it's just a different perspective. That's a good perspective to know about. But still, fuck them. Why Rome? Yeah, I know. Okay, so we've had this conversation before. I think when we watched Crazy Stupid Love, we talked about how great of a couple Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone were. Yeah, and uh, we. I think you ended up saying that Randy and Julie from Valley Girl were better, but you couldn't quite remember. I Surprise, I still okay. don't remember. So where do you put Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles? Um, are, are they better? Here, let me, let me do my top three. Of so, all movies we've done? Uh, the couples that I can, I'm thinking of now. Well, Danny and Sandy's number one, so let's just no, go with number no, two. No, fuck Grease. So number three... Is going to be a Randy and Julie. They were your number one last time. We I, don't, I don't remember I, them, okay. so I'm moving them down. What? what hold up. What about uh, Crybaby Walker and Allison? That's not a movie where you take it that seriously. They're in the top five. <laughs> don't you leave them out of the top <laughs> I, I five. I don't know. That's not a movie where like you're actually compelled to love the couple. It's just that movie was a goof-off kind of thing. I loved them. Um, <laughs> um, number- Scott Pilgrim and Ramona. They were good, but that's another kind of thing. You you okay. like that couple, but a goof off movie. How about I just quit interrupting you? How would how would that? Yeah, how, how about would that? that? Go? Uh, that, that would be? probably go a lot smoother. Okay, all right. Uh, number two would have to be Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. This is number one. Really? Yeah, it's this because nothing's cooler than the '90s, actually. And the '80s are cooler. No, the '90s are cooler. Look at how the people wore their hair in the '80s. There's nothing cool about that. 
I rocked a pretty fucking cool haircut in the 80s. Well, I, I just think of people with like a shiny like bomber jacket and like those weird like rectangle shades doing the robot yeah. with the fog machine whenever I hear 80s and like a do 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 do. Like I think of that kind of like drum sound that could be on a keyboard. You're not sure. There's some good heavy and, metal. And some synths and maybe some lasers. That's what I think of the 80s. Dude, I went and saw Metallica in 1986. Right in the well, middle Metall- of the 80s. I'm sorry, Metallica's amazing. There's but. good stuff from the 80s. I, yeah, I would argue it's that not the, cooler than the 90s. I say that the 80s were better than the 90s. Well, that's from your perspective. You I, lived it. That's I did. different. Mm-hmm. They were more magical to me. Well, yeah, because you were a kid. <laughs> so, yeah, of course it's more magical. But 90s are so cool. There's flannels. There's grunge music. Doc Martens. Cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cigarettes were brand new. But people looking cool when they smoke them, you know? There was bad style, too, because people wore those uh, jeans that were way too baggy. <laughs> the really wide ones? Uh-huh. Yeah, those are definitely, those are interesting. Okay. But when I think of 90s, I think of cool, like, grunge style and good music. Oh, there was some great fucking music. And, like, 90s the movies 90s. are the best movies, because 80s are shit and outdated, and not all of them. I'm just generalizing. But 90s, like, they always have that same... It's like a nostalgic feel, you know? Do you ever get that, watching 90s movies? I never even... I was born in 2000, but somehow 90s movies give such a nostalgic feel with, like, the older cars and the way people are dressed. And I just... I think it's so cool. I mean, I guess being 52 years old, everything is <laughs> pretty much fucking nostalgic for me. Yeah. Last century. But I love that about this movie. I loved... Her outfits were awesome. I mean, the flip-flops, maybe. I don't know. I don't really fuck with flip-flops or slides with no socks. If your toes are sticking out of the end, no. Go away. Toes are gross. They are gross. Some people suck on toes. Yeah. Like, that's... What would you do if you were dating a girl and she was kind of a freak and she was like... Going, you know, she was kissing you, and then she started sliding down, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, here we go!" And then she just goes past your your junk, and you're like, "What's what are you doing?" And then I, she I, just starts sucking on your toes. What? what I'd you, probably ask her what she's doing. <laughs> I'm sucking on your toes, baby. And I'd be like, "Why?" She's like, "Cause I thought you liked it." Mm-hmm. I mean, can you move up a little bit? <laughs> so, can you suck on my big toe up here? <laughs> Maybe it feels really fucking good. I don't. I don't know. But I've seen it I enough can't. time in movies where people just dig it. In movies? Yeah. Yeah. What movies are they sucking toes in? I mean, I've seen a lot of movies. I, I can't tell you. <laughs> are these pornographic movies? That would be a real disappointment, wouldn't it? Hey, let's watch this porn. What the fuck uh, is he doing? He's sucking on her toes, man. I I knew a guy in high school who loved feet. Yeah, Quentin like Tarantino he, loves feet. He would look at like feet and high heels and stuff and like really, really like like it. <laughs> if feet and high heels, not bad, but like I, it is bad because they. Well, if it if it's right, I don't know what high heels don't squish your toes. But exactly. in my head, how I'm imagining it, I don't see the toes all like red and pushed together. That's like, you don't want to look at that part. If there's like a woman in high heels, you just kind of want to see it from afar. You don't want to get up close and look down and just see the very end of her toes just all squished together and like her her baby toe is is folded over almost underneath the yeah. the one right to the left of it. And There's the closed toe high heels, like the business casual or whatever mm-hmm. high heels. But like, I've also seen, you know the high heels, I feel like they're always wedges. 
like the like wick, wicker basket wedge shit on the bottom that are basically closed toe, but there's like a little window at the at the bottom. You know, you can see yeah. a little. <laughs> Why is that a thing? I don't know. I just I'm gonna come right out and say it. I hate high heels. I don't like them at all. I definitely don't hate high heels. Really? It's not that I love them, but like... Would you want your girl to leave them on while y'all are going at it? No, preferably not. Okay. I'd be a little scared if like like we're going to swap positions and she's going to spike me. But like if we're like going to some like dinner or something or like we're going to go out somewhere where heels would be like a thing that people would wear... I, don't, I couldn't think of anything people could wear that to. Like, they admit, like at prom, like some shit like that. I, I didn't go to prom, so I don't know. Well, maybe at the uh, podcast award ceremony one day. There we go. Yeah, then uh, I'll be wearing high heels. But. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you in high heels. Yeah, I know. There's lots photo of photo evidence of me in purple high heels. At, lots. Like, age eight. Lots of photo evidence of you in high heels. There's me in those high heels at, when I was like four or five or something. What about the garage sale? We had a garage sale and there were some high heels in there. and Like anytime high heels are laying around, you, your feet were in them like are, that. It's just, there's something about the click. The click feels so like good for some reason. But to get back to what we were talking about with the top three couples, uh-huh. I already said, love the 90s. That adds to it. But they're so young. There's something about, like, the in movies, they're always soulmates. Like, you can't ever see a future where they divorce. Obviously, you don't get the luxury of seeing their future. But... The soulmates, they're young. They both hate society and all that. Totally perfect. I mean, there's just like nothing better. They were a great couple. Yeah. I, I agree. And Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles, they were, they were just awesome. She was banging. You liked her? Yeah. <laughs> so look, this this movie, the concept has been done in many ways, shapes, and form similar to this. It's been done maybe exactly like this before. There, there's lots of movies that are just like this, and you can watch a lot of them, and you can be like, oh, fuck this again, this sucks. But when they do it right, when they cast it right, when it's written well, it works. Yeah. It, even even though you knew from almost 15 minutes in exactly what was going to happen, you still enjoyed watching it. It's still... I mean, they're, they're your favorite couple, so I'm assuming you're going to score this pretty high. We're not yeah. getting there yet, but, but <laughs> I can already tell. And... This movie just it it did it right. Yeah, they definitely it's it's a it's a formula that tugs at your heartstrings that <laughs> who knew you had? It, it sends you back and forth, back and forth and it's just like it's great the whole time, you know. It has to suck you in first in order to knock you back and forth. But I really loved Heath Ledger's character. He was he was um there was like urban ledgers about him. <laughs> You knew that was going. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there, there was, he was like the the bad boy, you know? <laughs> Every, there was, there was all those rumors that like he'd. Urban ledgers. <laughs> that like he'd been in prison before, like he just got out of San Quentin. He and, ate everything on a duck except for the beak and the, the, the feet. feet. Yeah. So nobody wanted to approach him. They were all afraid of him and he just played it so fucking well. Yeah. I just I, I I loved his character. I loved Joseph Gordon. I loved <laughs> I loved Joseph Gordon Levitt's character. He was he was so young and just just a sweet kid. And I had you just trouble. rooted for him. 
looking at him like hit the sexy face. He didn't hit a sexy face. What? Hitting like the whenever he's looking at her with his mouth like split open a little bit like the puppy dog eyes shit. Puppy dog eyes and sexy face are two different things. But he looked like like a 14-year-old's mirror selfie. Mm. He kept doing the face. Okay, I didn't see it like that. He, I, I, and I couldn't help but see it like that because I have seen way too many of those pictures in my lifetime. All right, well, we've talked about the movie pretty much, I don't know, 7%, something like that? Something like that. So let's uh, let's talk about it a little bit more by getting into favorite parts. Man, I just I loved whenever they were starting to fall in love and then when they actually did. Just like watching their relationship blossom obviously is the favorite part, but just all the supporting characters and like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like creepy friend who was like <laughs> He was great. He was like 14 and 38 at the same time. <laughs> yes, he was. And they did a great job of making him look like he was 5 foot 2 in this movie. I don't know, he was hilarious though. Mm-hmm. He I mean, there are parts where he was not hilarious, where it was the cliche, like, really weird, like, kid goes to try and talk to the jocks, and he's, like, being so, like, formal and weird about it and, like, trying to shake their hands or something, and then... They drew a dick on his face. Yeah, and once he, like, finishes talking to them, like, what he came to them to talk to them about, he, like, stays and, like, tries to join the conversation. Like, uh, like I, I hate watching that part because it's just cringe to watch in part because I just don't like when they make, yeah, he may be nerdy and weird and socially awkward, but there's like no one who is so socially awkward in in a high school slash middle school setting where if you're not popular, that you try to do what he did, you know? Like everyone knows the rules of the fucking school. The bullshit rules. Well, yeah, the fake rules where nothing actually matters, but... I wish I could go do that all over again. I would like to go back and do shit in high school. Again I would as be well. really bad. Would you? Yeah. I was already really bad. So I'd be worse. <laughs> yeah. I I would I would have done things different. I would have definitely fought people that I wanted to fight and didn't get an opportunity to. <laughs> really? See, I don't think about going back and, and fighting people. I think about going back and you're gonna laugh at this, but but actually giving more of a shit about some certain things. Because I didn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, at all. I gave more of a shit than you. Yeah. But I still didn't give too much of one. Like, I wish I would have tried some things that I would that I was, like, just too embarrassed to try because I, how I thought it was going to make me look. I wish I would have had more more bravery to approach, like, females that, that I was interested in instead of driving by their house 400 times hoping they'd be outside. And when they were outside, not even waving and just driving by. Yeah. You know? I just didn't swing enough. You know what I mean? I just... See, that's that's the same for me. Like, the fighting thing, that was more because, like, I cared too much. High school's bullshit. Yeah. None of it fucking matters. You hear that, kids? It doesn't. Unless you want to get into, like, a good college, like, your grades don't fucking matter. Nope. Go to a junior college. It's cheaper and better. Exactly. So it's like, now with that, and I'd have more courage, I would swing whenever I needed to because it's like... Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, like in eighth grade, this technically not high school, kids stole my phone yeah. and they had to factory reset it. And because I guess he took screenshots of something explicit. I want to go beat that guy's ass just, just because I could, you know? And it'd be nice to at least have been in a fight before I'm an adult so I can somewhat know how to do anything. 
Well, when I said swing, I didn't mean like swing my. Well, you know, yeah, go to the missed opportunity yeah. and don't miss it. Exactly. But that to me, that's a missed opportunity. Is like someone's bullying you. It would have been a defining moment in your self confidence to fucking turn around and break his nose or something. Yeah. Like it's that's what I'm talking about. Not just to go raise hell. And also, yeah, girls for sure. One of my shining moments, the prettiest girl in school in sixth grade, her name was Terry Dowell. Sixth grade is a fucking shit show. Well, my, my sixth grade was still elementary school. It was kindergarten through sixth. So we were top of the food chain. We had a skate party because that's what you did. You had, you go to the skating rink and mm -hmm. roller skate and just think, um, 19, probably 81, something like that. I mean, some of the songs, like Another One Bites the Dust is playing, Don't Stand So Close to Me, some good police songs, stuff like that. And I asked Terry Dow to couple skate with me. Fucking ballsy as hell. <laughs> he said yes. So we skated around holding hands. Meanwhile, all my friends who weren't skating with females, <laughs> whenever we'd skate by them, by the... Uh, She'd be looking straight and you'd be looking at uh -huh. them like, oh, yeah, guys, yeah. guys. They're, they're sipping their sodas by the concession stand and, and just they're, they're looking at me like, you fucking dog, man, you fucking dog. And dude, I was so full of joy <laughs> and I don't even remember how I mustered up the courage. So that's the worst part is fucking climbing all the way up to saying it. And there's nothing worse than saying it. Yeah. Unless the, the rejection's like really, really rude and bad. <laughs> but that was like the last get together of our sixth grade year. And I should have rode that high into seventh grade, but seventh grade is fucking junior high. And eighth and, graders are assholes. And junior high, everything fucking changes. It's it's just fucking bullshit. It's that popularity nonsense and people are fucking assholes. And it just it didn't carry over, man. And so then I I don't know, I was just a shell of myself through middle school until ninth grade. I was really, really popular in ninth grade. And then when I got to 10th grade, I just got lost in the shuffle again, started doing drugs and didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, and I was never conventionally popular. I was popular for the reasons I wanted to be. Just my friend group, notorious. Getting your dick sucked in the school parking lot? Yeah, that was a thing that happened. And pictures mm -hmm. spreading. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. I thought that was awesome. It's a good way to be popular. Because it's like... I don't have a penis to not be proud of. But when it's in somebody's mouth and there's pictures well, of it, it's... Well, no, I'm just saying, like, it's nothing insane, but it, I'm glad. I'm happy with the cards I was dealt. I don't have a fucking tiny penis. If I had a tiny dick, I would have been like, delete that. Yeah. To my friend, but you know what? I took that chance, so it's like, well, everyone knows... Hey, ladies, like, I, I can probably satisfy you. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> He's single, ladies. MovieMuggin like, at gmail.com. As long as you weren't hooked up with the guy everyone called the horseman, it was something of, of that nature because he had a horse cock. If you weren't hooked up with him previous to hooking up with me, I think I got you fine. So I was so happy with that. I was like, my, maybe my crush will see it and something will come of that. She'll like what she sees. Hey, I saw your dick in somebody's mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jack. I mean, it probably doesn't really work very well. Would you like to take me to dinner? Because there's another girl there. <laughs> right. So what's your favorite part? Just their love. Okay. I also loved when he was following her around. Because uh, he like fucked up and made her mad. Yeah, I so, stalked your mom. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, he followed her to the music store, saw what guitar she was playing, and she opened her eyes and looked around, and he, he wasn't there, obviously. Mm -hmm. Went to the bookstore and tried to talk to her. Didn't work, really work out, but... We're getting to my favorite part. 
It was awesome that he bought her the guitar. That's not my favorite part. My favorite part is, I love you, baby, yeah. and if it's quite all right, I need you, and baby. That advice was legendary. They were like, she got embarrassed by you not kissing her, so you have to embarrass yourself. Yep, so he, she's still pissed at him, and she's on the soccer field, and he uh, slips some money to the band, and then he goes and grabs the the public announce uh, microphone for like ball games and stuff like that, turns up the speakers, slides down the fucking uh, light pole down into the bleachers and just starts singing that song to her. And then right on cue, the band starts playing the music Mm -hmm. and he's just singing and dancing and the cops are chasing after him. And he's so fucking smooth, man. It it pisses me off that they paint a picture of these worlds with no consequences and where people act differently than they would ever act in real life because it it puts hope in your heart you know watching these things (laughs) how dare they put hope in your heart but it's like it's bullshit because what do you mean what's bullshit a love like that will never exist what are you talking about why not because i i just that's like fantasy love to me i feel like that just never situations like that never work out that way i loved it obviously but i just feel like that's such a movie scene you wouldn't if well, someone told you about something like that happening in real life. Would you believe them? Because I wouldn't. That somebody sang a song and yeah, paid like, the band. Oh, like you say, you're at the supermarket and some lady just has to talk to you. She's like, oh, I'm a teacher at this high school, and oh, this student, he's so swooning over her, and he paid off the band to play their music to the song he was singing, and he ran away from the security guards and was saying how much he loved her. That's a movie scene. Are you kidding? Because have you seen how people have to ask people to prom now? You can't just say, hey, do you want to go to prom with me? You have to do all sorts of crazy shit now. Like what? I mean, it's going to be a fucking flash mob or something like that these days. But that whole thing, that's different. That's like a a planned event to ask someone to prom. This one is like, he's trying to make it up to her. Like he fucked up. And so he has to drop his ego down a peg. It's just the whole with the context and what actually happened. I love watching it, but it's like a false sense of hope slash happiness because you know, like one, that you would never have something like as fucking picture perfect as that, but it's just like shit doesn't go like that. That makes me sad, Jack, that you have no hope for some true love awesomeness like that. Like that's, you leave that to the movies to make it more lovely to watch and get your really like hook you more that's what that is why don't you fucking own it jack and you go out and do some shit like that just throw caution to the wind man and go out and woo that woman of your dreams that would require me to woo her and then hurt her and then win her back that's the win back move that's not the (sighs) like you you've been going strong for like a month and a half and you randomly want to do something like that she would love it though yeah, but that's the you got to you got to keep that in your back pocket for when so you, when you fuck up. <laughs> yeah, but to me, it's just so movie esque. Like I feel of like of course it's not so not real life. It's just like real life exaggerated quite a bit. But uh, I I love that scene too. You can't watch that and not smile. It's such a great moment, and you can see that it's winning her over again. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great scene, and that is like another reason to go back to high school. If we could just go back in time, just to do crazy shit, you know? Live life, man, instead of being afraid to be who you are and do what you want to do. Like that, just to throw caution to the wind, I think you said that earlier. Mm -hmm. 
it's so interesting to think back and like those consequences that seem so bad. Yeah. Those aren't consequences. No. Like they're going to give you Saturday school. Don't fucking show up to that. Yeah. Plus you're a minor. That shit's not going to be on your record when you turn 18. Exactly. Fucking go out and get the minors in possession of alcohol. Yeah. It's shit. like, oh, they give you, I have like 19 detentions I was supposed to go to, but I'm never going to go to them. So they keep racking up. What are they going to do? Yeah. Pull me to the office and say, you're acting bad, and we can't do anything about it. Hey, so if you're one of our listeners and you happen to be in high school, high school is bullshit. It is. It's all fucking bullshit. Dance like nobody's watching, man. Live your fucking life. Yeah. Have a good time. Do some shit. We are no longer a movie podcast anymore. We're a self-help podcast for, life for high school kids. Life mugging. Here, here's something that I ask myself sometimes. Because I'm because I'm getting older now, and and I can think back, man. I wish I would have done this in my 30s. I wish I'd have done this in my 40s. And I sometimes I ask myself, okay, I'm 52 right now. When I'm 62, what will I be wishing that I would have done in my early 50s? You know, I don't want to look back and say, why the fuck didn't I do this stuff? But I, I can't come up with any with any good answers. You know, but I, but I think that's something different. you should think of in in life. And you have a lot of things like blocked off. You're already married. You already have kids. There's no, I should have asked that girl out anymore. Yeah, I've no. made my mistakes. Like, yeah, but but like, oh, yeah, yeah, both of them. But you have things checked off that you don't have to worry about pursuing anymore. Yeah. The only things I can think of is you'll want to do things that you can do now that your like body might not be able to do at 62. It's fucking sad. It is sad, but like that's the fact of yeah. the matter, you oh, know, I, like the 60s are a rough age. Your I, bones are just going to be breaking by walking. Yeah. So you're healthy and limber, quote unquote, now compared to what you'll be at 62. Like you're still like you can skateboard. Yeah. You aren't going to be able to, I hope you don't do that at 62. Like I'd be a little scared for you. I'm not scared for you now. So things like that. So you think I should... Don't take your body for granted. Okay. So what what should I do, Jack? Tell me. I don't know, but like, you know, like... Skateboard more? Like, oh, if I was like 29, I could be doing, like, I could go run a marathon. I could do all these things. Think about what you can do now that are like simple, that you're like, fuck, I really might not be able to do this once my back really gets thrown out or... Mm -hmm. I break my hip <laughs> slipping in the kitchen. I don't know. Like that, skateboarding, like you like to do that. Mm-hmm. You you like to go cruise around every once in a while. Don't take those like peaceful moments like that for I don't know. Like that's the only thing I can think of. It's but you know what? You're you're right on the fucking money. You know, it That's the big thing. My physical you're, health. <laughs> you're, yeah, when you're starting to age. It's stupid. That's stupid, man. It, I hate that. I'm sorry for you because Fuck. if I was in that situation right now, I'd be feeling really shitty. I know. I don't like that. Hey, but you've gotten to live your your prime years. But so you know what it's like to do things I haven't done. I know, but I feel like I wasted a lot of it too, you know? And that's just what life is. It's all one big slap in the fucking face. Yep. Because no one ever plays it perfect. No. Man, wow, that is the wisest thing you've ever said. I see there wow. is the, there you go, Erica. No doubt. Holy shit. Can you say that again? I don't remember what I said. It just it flowed out. I blacked out. I blacked out. Yep. <laughs> I think you said that that's just the way it goes. Nobody plays life perfectly. Yeah. It's wow. just like you're always gonna have a, like a longer list of regrets than you do a list of things you're so happy you did. Unless you really start to nitpick. Yeah. Well, just what would 31-year-old Jack tell 21-year-old Jack right now?
go to school. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to school, and I know you can get money without going to school, but I have a cheap school right near me, fucking junior college. I could do something. I just really don't want to. Because at the same time, I'm trying to enjoy... Like, you got to have a... Here's another very profound thing. Wow. You Hold gotta, on, I'm going to write these down. I'm going to make some t-shirts. You got to have a balance. So, I'm 21. Mm-hmm. I want to enjoy my life as much as I can right now. Working part-time, living for free in my parents' house, playing video games with my friends. But I can't enjoy that too much or else I won't get enough done. I got to set myself up in life, which I <laughs> honestly... Besides working in my job, didn't plan on doing it all. So that scares me, but that only makes me think, well, there will come a time where I don't talk to my friends anymore, like I can't and I can't play games and I'm working fucking 60-hour weeks Mm -hmm. trying to pay for a shitty apartment. So I'm like trying to enjoy all this, but then I'm scared about later. You're not planting your crops right now. I'm... What my therapist and what mom says, I'm not in a sustainable situation. Yeah, we've been saying that for a long time. Yeah. You talk. You meet with your therapist tomorrow. Yeah, I know. So maybe drop that on her. That would be cool. Okay. Wow. We. I know. I, I think people are listening to this going- Life baby. Yeah, what the fuck am I listening to? We're, let's talk about anal sex or something, just so people- oh, will... I was thinking about uh, 10 things I hate about you, but oh. not- <laughs> I'm just saying our listeners are- uh, I don't know, man. I think our listeners may be confused right now. I'm a little confused right now. Jack, I don't really know how it got this way. I don't but... either. I don't either. You never know what you're going to get with us. Yeah. Sometimes and we. This is a first. <laughs> yep. Sometimes it's titty talk, and sometimes Jack's dropping some some uh, profound uh, truth bombs about life. That's the ever evolving movie mug in there for you. Yep. All right. Let's get into um, bucket of chicken. Heath Ledger, but also Julia Stiles. Yeah, she was fantastic in it. Heath Ledger was amazing. So dreamy. Yeah, he's just dreamy. I love the smile. Uh, he's got just a fantastic smile. However, he's not getting my bucket of chicken. I'm giving my bucket of chicken to the dad. Ah, The dad in this yeah. was fucking awesome. He was a OBGYN doctor delivering babies, and he's raising two teenage daughters by himself because his, his wife left. He was fantastic. He was so like helicoptery, but he just he did not want them to get pregnant. You yeah, know? but it was like it's so ridiculous because going to the school dance means that your daughter is going to be giving birth nine mm-hmm. months later. He was fantastic. I loved him. He was the great movie would have still been good without him, but he took it to a, a, a different level. Uh, I love the part where. Um, his daughter's about to go out to uh, a party or prom, and he's like, all right, wear the belly. Because he had one <laughs> yeah. of those uh, pregnant bellies that you put on. And I actually put one of those on when we were going to uh, pregnancy classes. They made me put on one of the bellies. Um, and then they put some like iron balls in there to where they would push on your ribs and stuff because that's how you, you kind of feel when the baby's getting really big. You feel it pushing uh, in different areas. So dude. I think there's a picture of me with the pregnant uh, belly on I never the thought about that. On there. Yeah. And also, <laughs> like, he could just like, Kick your rib and it, ooh, like the baby kicking around and oh, yeah. stuff could yeah. definitely just kick you in the ribs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or it could turn around inward and kick you in your innards, fucking brat. <laughs> it's like, damn, you're fighting me already. <laughs> 
but he was he was great to to me. He just added so much to it. So he's he's getting my bucket of chicken. He was wonderful. I I love Heath Ledger. It would have been really really hard for me if you wouldn't have given it to Heath Ledger to to let that go. But I got to give it to Dad, man. He was he was phenomenal. All right, score time. 100, obviously. <laughs> I'm a yeah. major sucker for rom-coms. You really, really are. That's just how it is. I mean, look, let's be I'm real. I'm in touch with my feelings. It's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. Heath Ledger is phenomenal. Julia Stiles, that, that cry is phenomenal. The dad is phenomenal. It's a great cast. Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, is, is great in it. It's... It's not a hundred for me, but I will give it a uh, I'll give it a ninety five because it's, it's that's really good. It's a pleasure to watch, and uh, anytime it's on, I'll watch it. It's a it's a great movie. It's a, a, it's a great movie. Events ninety five. It's fun. Means like just about as much as a Jack one hundred. Well, <laughs> you know, between the ninety five and one hundred range, you don't really go there very often at all. Look, if this was like a, a real movie review podcast. It wouldn't be a 95, but for me, after watching it, it was a joy to watch. It was, it was fun to talk about, even though we didn't talk about it much. It's just, it's, it's just a fun movie. And, and I really, really enjoy watching Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles watching their love blossom. Kind of like you said. Yeah. It's good stuff. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to episode number 147, AKA the Valentine's Day episode. We hope that uh, you got it on with your lover while you were listening to us uh, talk about this wonderful love movie. Hopefully you are like Heath Ledger and uh, Julia Stiles getting busy. I doubt it. Yeah. They're not that good. Well, Jack said that that love's not real anyway. (laughs) But if you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at MovieMuggin. If you'd like to email us, MovieMuggin at gmail.com. Hey, if you go over to our website, MovieMuggin.com, it would be cool if you would click on the merch link and go over and check out all the t-shirt designs we got over there. Uh, Coming soon, there will be a uh, Jack and the Heavy Petters concert shirt yeah and maybe one with some of the profound uh quotes that jack uh, dropped on us today too no that shit would look good on a coffee mug or a bookmark mm-hmm. all right ladies and gentlemen well happy valentine's day i hope you uh and your sweetheart have a uh, wonderful one and uh, we will be back next week with a brand new movie so uh have yourself a movie mugging day see ya I think I have crabs.